Hello! And welcome back to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends. It's day three of seven podcasts in seven days. I'm Michael, and I'm joined by one eager beaver sitting on the couch. Can't get ready to get started. It's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Michael. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well. Good. How are you? Doing all right. Good. Excited to talk about the one with the cuffs. Totally. Now, we watched this episode about 40 minutes ago. Are you sure you can remember everything that happened in it? I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. Well, as this is day three of seven podcasts in seven days, we've still got four episodes to go after this. Got to release a podcast every day. Got to record and release. Busy, busy, busy. No time for, for second takes. No time for editing. We just got to fly through this as, as conveniently and quickly and efficiently as possible. Okay, well, don't mess up. I'll trorp. I mean, uh... try. Ah, God damn. All right, from the top. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... Nah, I'm only joking. We're not going to do that. Before we get started on talking about today's episode, do you want to play a wee game? Absolutely. It's sort of like Ask Elizabeth. What's it called? It's called Ask Elizabeth... Which friend is aged the best? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Because we've talked about like handsome friends and most attractive friends and which friends we would do and which friends we'd go on a wee date with. But that's all in the context of the seasons that we're watching them in. Let's let's wind the clock forward to present day. 21 years later from where we are right now on the show. Oh, you mean like right now? Yes. In 2018? Yes. Let's see how they're oh, looking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'd have to see them. Well, I have pictures of Ooh, all of them right here. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think I can answer this. Okay, who's aged the best? The best? Uh, Rachel. You think? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I guess. What about the guys? Um, Ross, probably. Oh, come on. No way. It's Hunky Matt LeBlanc. No, he's the worst. Silver Fox. Oh, Matt no. LeBlanc. I think he's nah. aged the worst. He looks great. Oh, wow. Oh, he looks great. No, so this is how it goes for me in my mind. Ready? Look at him there. Ready? Yes, please. No, he doesn't look bad Yummy. there. Maybe you didn't show me the right picture. Yum, yum, yum. So I think from best to worst, it goes Rachel... Phoebe, Ross, Chandler, Joey, Monica. Okay. And that brings an end to our mean-spirited little game. Is that bad? Was that where we mean? It's a little unfair, I suppose. Hey, you thought of I it. I know, but I'm a jerk. All right, thanks for playing. You're welcome. Okay, on to the episode. We've just finished watching the one with the cuffs, season four, episode three. First shown on the 9th of October. 1997. How many people you say I'm watching this one, Elizabeth? 25.5 was the last episode. 26.8. 26.8. I'll say 24.9. Okay. All right. And the correct answer is 24 on the dot. So that's another uh, point for Michael. All right. Great. Pulling ahead early on this season. Well, we have a long way to go, Michael. Yes, we do. But right now, I score two to nothing. The episode opens in Joey and Chandler's apartment. They are still without any stuff after being burglared. Burgled. Burglarized? Burgled. Burgled? Burgled. Is it? It is burgled. 
in the last episode, Chandler's just sitting in the canoe, contemplating where it all went wrong. I can tell you where it all went wrong. It's when Mr. Heckle scared away that long-haired fashion photographer. Oh, yeah. I have the, no idea what that is. You remember. I remember Mr. Heckles. There was It was a flashback episode, and Chandler, it was when, how Joey came to live with Chandler, and Chandler was interviewing <gasps> yes, two people. Yes. And one was just this like really long, straight-haired fashion photographer whose sister, I believe, was a porn star. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. And Mr. Heckles scared him away, so he just went with Joey instead. Good on him. So anyway, Joey comes in. Joey has got a bunch of free stuff from the basement. It's basically rusty patio furniture. He's, but. you know, he's looking on the bright side. He brought in a nice table and two folding chairs. And definitely they're rusty and then there's gum stuck to the bottom of them and mm. they probably will break as soon as you sit on them. But he's looking on the bright side of things. Good what? for him. Why is, that? like, Monica and Rachel's apartment is pretty lavishly decorated. Could they not just swing a couple of chairs and even just like a little table? I don't think they'd want to. They'd probably think it would get all gross. Oh, but helping your friend in their time of need. Come on. They've got nothing. Nothing. Well, I don't think they're asking. Well, you should maybe just offer. <laughs> anyway, during this scene, give me a chance to really appreciate the canoe a little bit more. That is a fucking nice canoe that they've got themselves there. I know. It's, a, it's exquisitely built. Like... It's made by some weirdo from the last episode, and they're just trying to give it away for free. That They could sell that canoe for, like, hundreds of dollars. Oh, I was thinking more. Yeah, maybe more. It's, like, exquisite. It's beautiful wood with, like, different shades and rendered. The seats are, like, wicker. Do you it's... want me to see if I can locate that and you can buy it? I don't have the money for it. I've got, oh. like, I've got a busted-up entertainment system we can apparently trade for it, but... <laughs> It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful canoe. They should be looking to sell it. But there's no eBay right now. Oh, well. Uh, so they're sitting on their patio furniture in a canoe. The chicken and the duck come waddling out. And oh, they're so cute. Chandler's like, oh, we're really white trash. And away we go. Into the episode. How cute is that little fancy chicken? Yeah, he's alright. He's so cute. I know that thing is was not peeping, and they added the peep sound in. Did they? But I loved it. I don't know. No, it wouldn't peep at that point. It's, it's like a teenager. It wouldn't be peeping. It'd probably be like peep clucking, if anything. Mm. Like a plucking. Very good. Mm -hmm. The episode opens. Monica is lamenting herself for being so desperate. She's agreed to take on a catering job for her mum. She's like, why am I doing this? I'm just setting myself up to be like ridiculed and put down and belittled by my mum. But she needs the money. Yeah. She's not working right now, right? I guess not, because she's not working for What's-His-Face's place. And well, she she quit her job Yeah. at the Moonlight Diner Yeah. because she was going to work for Pete. Yeah. Because Pete had bought a restaurant. And then she turned that down, right? Well, she was like, I can't take it because you have feelings for me and it's not fair. But then they started going out and it was never really clear if she then took the job and then if she did take the job, if she left the job when they broke up. But Oh, I kind of assumed that she was working that job and then left it once they broke up. But yeah, yeah you're right. They, they never talked about it. We never saw her at it. So. She's not there now anyway. We never saw her at it. Right. Which is weird. But yeah. I guess maybe she just thought, I'm dating a billionaire. I guess I don't really have to worry about a job right now. Totally. So anyway, she's taking that on because she's desperate for money, it would seem. 
there's a fun little bit where Ross, in pretty much his only line of the night, is like, oh, it's just because mom, you know, recognizes you're a great chef. And Monica's like, she's not here. You don't have to suck up to her. And it's like, ah, uh, little goody two-shoes Ross getting, <laughs> Ross getting put in his place. Rachel goes round to the bracelet buddy's apartment to borrow some juice. They only have pickle juice. <laughs> Gross. It's good for your digestion, I hear. Is that right? Yeah. Because it's fermented. Really, anything fermented is good for you. It goes well with a shot of bourbon. I'll tell you that much. Pickle juice and bourbon? Mm-hmm. What's that called? I can't remember. It's really good, though. It's two oh. separate glasses. You do the pickle juice, and then you do the bourbon. It kind of works like... It works like a Jaeger, basically. A Jaeger bomb, basically, because... Oh. Not that you put it in it, but... It's two th- two drinks that I don't like, but when you put them together, they're just magically delicious. It reminds me of a drink I used to have in undergrad, which was a pickle martini. Oh, I know, I know it doesn't sound like it would work, but it was so good. And then they would put a pickle in it. It was so amazing. Oh, it was so good. It was so right. good. Take your word for it. Oh. You can make me one at the end of the month when I'm back on the bevy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Back on my silver January. We did this last time as well. Seven right. podcasts in seven days lined up on like dry January. I know, it's very strange. So I'm drinking uh, for two of us. I know. It sucks. I, it does Podcasting suck. sober is rubbish. I don't it's know how really people do it. It's really not as fun to talk to you, really. I don't know how that cereal chick does it. But anyway, here we go. Yeah, Rachel goes around. Chandler is like, oh, by the way, I ran into your old boss, Joanna. And Rachel's like, oh, that must have been awkward. He's like, yeah, she asked me out. He's like, well... You said no, right? And he's like, yeah. And then right as she says that, Joanna comes out of the bathroom in a towel. And it's like, oh, God. But it seems Chandler's given her a second chance. He seems quite quite keen on her this time around. He's desperate. Ah, well, you know. It was kind of a funny bit that happened in that scene with Joey sitting there reading a paper. Mm. She's like, you know, Rachel's saying, you know, I thought, I thought you weren't interested in her. Like, what are you getting out of this? And then you just hear Joey going... It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. Rachel's not happy. She's worried that if it goes badly, it's going to reflect bad on her and she could lose her job. So she's like, you need to end this. So Chandler's like, all right, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, I would be nervous too, especially if it was a job I really loved and cared about. I'd be nervous that she's just in the other room and is hearing you saying you need to break up with them. (laughs) It's a sitcom, Michael. Of course they can't hear. Careful about that, Rachel. Either they can totally hear or they can't hear at all, no matter what. It's a sitcom. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. Monica and Phoebe are catering for the Gellers. We're around at Jack and Judy Geller's place. Called it. Prediction came true. Well, we only saw one of them. So you get half a point. What? Yeah. It's implied. No, I don't think Jack's there. That's for the birds. Couldn't get Elliot Gould that day. Probably off filming Ocean's Eleven. Whatever. I think I should get. I think I should get the full points. Well, you don't. Um, she is making up a batch of quiches. Judy comes in and pretty much quickly starts to immediately criticize her by biting her nails and blah, 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 blah. Her nail color. Yeah. Monica's like, why did you hire me? And she's like, well, you came recommended by Richard and you got recommended by that lesbian wedding. She apparently heard about the catering at this lesbian wedding. Um, so she's like, well, yeah, I'm good. I- I wanted to give you a try. And her mom was implying that basically the only reason Richard was saying that she was good was because he was sleeping with her. I guess. But anyway, Monica took it as a compliment. She's like, well, she's not pitying me. She thinks I'm a, a talented 
But chef. that's because she's craving her mother's approval so much that she hears it like that. Where Phoebe was like, what? And you know that the audience members and Phoebe heard it the way that it's meant to, the way the mom meant to say it. Phoebe hears it as, oh my god, maybe she maybe she thinks I'm good. But everyone else is like, this woman is a bitch. Oh, come on. Well, she is. Is she? No, she's alright. What? Judy's nice enough. Are we watching the same show? She's well-meaning enough. No, she's not. Alright. Wow. I think she's okay. Can you please tweet us at friendspod and tell us, is Monica and Ross's mother a bitch or not? No one's gonna tweet us that, Elizabeth. Just say yes or no. That's all I need. Anyway, Monica is happy about it. Some people prefer denial to despair, Elizabeth. So Monica is choosing to be happy with this. It is a coping skill, I suppose. Avoidance, denial. Joey's scraping gum from underneath the table when there's a ring at the door. He opens it to find a giant salesman slash real-life magician in the form of Pendulette who basically barges into his house and tries to force him to buy encyclopedias. Wait, that's a real person? You don't know who Penn and Teller are? The, like, the, the magicians? Penn and Teller? Yes, Penn is a very large man who we saw in this, and he is the mouthpiece, and then he's got a little, a little companion who does magic tricks with him called Teller, who never speaks. Should I, should I know this? They're wicked, wicked famous. Oh, no. Especially in America. Yikes. I guess I don't know it. Or him. Or Didn't them. we watch a show where, like, they were... Like, they had a reality show where they were inviting magicians to come on and do a trick that they couldn't figure out how they did. Didn't we watch this together? That sounds really familiar. Yep, I think we watched it together. Anyway, he's a very, very famous magician. So anyway, he's an encyclopedia salesman, and he wants to sell Joyce some encyclopedias. That's a real thing. Not anymore. No, it was. I know, but not anymore. People would go door-to-door to sell anything. Vacuums... Tupperware, like anything. Oh boy, I would hate tile. That. Please give me more examples of what people would sell. Cleaning products, cleaning pro- totally, Michael. Good one. Mm-hmm. Security alarm systems. Um, like car things, like uh, steering wheel covers. Life insurance. Oh yeah. Bibles. Oh, of course. Of course. Did that happen in Scotland? No. But there's a good documentary by the Maisel Brothers about Bible salesmen in Boston, and it's really, really depressing, and it's a bummer, because they are not good at their jobs. So everyone, run out and see that! It's a, it's a classic. It's kind of regarded as one of the best documentaries ever, by some people. Not me. I had to watch it like five times at university. Oh my. We're back to the party, and they're plating up the food, when Monica realizes she's missing a fingernail... Oh my god, those blue fingernails. She's wearing acrylics, and one mm-hmm. must have came off. They had been pouring the pouring the, the insides into the crust throughout the last scene, and then she realizes that one of those nails is in one of those quiches, and she doesn't know which one. Mm-hmm. So basically everything is ruined. And you know, she's trying really hard to impress her mom and have everything go well. She's trying to impress them. She's made delicious quiches. She is purchased a huge bag that is filled with French bread baguettes. Just in case, Michael. Like 10 to 12 baguettes sticking out the top. Maybe she's going to cut them all and use them for croutons, breadcrumbs. Still a lot. 
uh, bruschetta. Unless you're doing fondue for like 50 people, well, that's too much bread. Oh. Don't get me wrong, I would guzzle up that bread. I'd be like, yum, 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 yum. But no, that's too much French bread. That's insane. Insane. Maybe she's going to freeze it and use with it later. With quiche? Bread with quiche? No, no. It could be for something else. Who knows? Maybe yeah. she's going to make bread pudding. Yeah, well. Anyway, Judy is not mad as Monica predicted. She actually saw this coming. She was like, well... Your dad owes me $5 because I have a backup plan. And she goes into the freezer and she has a bunch of frozen lasagnas. And Monica's like, you thought I would lose a nail? And she's like, no, you just pulled a Monica. Oh, shit. And she she's like, you can't say that anymore. The doctor said you're not supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. So the pulling a Monica implies that you messed up. You screwed up somehow. And in keeping with your theory that Judy is a total bitch, she does that classic thing when someone's being an absolute asshole and somebody gets annoyed about it. They flip it back on them being like, well, don't be so... Get a sense of humor about it. Don't be so absurd. You know, they put the blame back onto that person. Typical bitch move. Typical bitch. But the joke's really on Judy, you see, because she thinks she's been all smart with this backup plan with frozen lasagnas. Judy... You've got hungry guests. It is going to take those frozen lasagnas a good hour and a half to, to be ready to go. <laughs> you're just going to be sitting around doing nothing. What, what, are you, what are you thinking? Is that what you were thinking about? Those needed to be in the oven <laughs> hours ago. Hopeless. There's no plan. Well, I'm sure there's like hors d'oeuvres and things that will keep them occupied. Baby munchies. Becker is going to have a field day with this spreading gossip. She's out to destroy her. B.B. Butler. <laughs> That's right, B.B. Butler. Uh, good stuff. Good reference. Hope people get that one. So Monica goes off in a half. We then cut to an office in Bloomingdale's for my least favorite thing. Some more gross kissing between people. This time it's Chandler and Joanna. But God bless them. We haven't seen we haven't seen any action for Chandler in so long. Have we it's not? It's kind of weird to see him kiss anyone, even for me. Really? Yeah. Poor thing, he hasn't he hasn't gotten any in a while. Well, they probably couldn't write him into having a partner in season three because Matthew Perry probably like on a stunk for... <laughs> of old bourbon and stale cigarettes, so they didn't want to subject any poor actress to that. True. So he's sitting there in Joanna's office, kissing away, and she has to go and you know go. Do some work, whatever, outside, and she'll be right back. And she decides to make it real fun. And, oh, wait, I forgot that they broke up. It's worth pointing out that Chandler is like, it doesn't feel like we're breaking up. So he did go there with the intention yes. to break up. But obviously being a, a weak-willed horn dog, he, he succumbed to the powerful businesswoman of Joanna. Right, both of them. It didn't seem like they really wanted to break up. It's just, you know, it could be about sex at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think they need to be together. They can still have some sort of sexual relationship. But regardless, she's like, okay, I'm going to go step out. And There's a fashion emergency. There's a fashion emergency. She needs to be there. So what she decides to do is handcuff Chandler to his chair that he's sitting in. And mind you, he's just in a button-down top. A very long button-down top. A very long Looks one. Like and maybe underwear. you Who would knows? sleep in. Yeah. And yes, he's, he's not got his trousers on. And so she's like, I'll be right back. Just two minutes. Hangs the key on the back of the door and leaves him in there. Yep. So he's just, he's just chilling. On the way back, on the, her way out, she passes Rachel, who's just returned from lunch with Sophie. 
who you'd completely forgotten all about, even though the last time she was there, you loved the fact that she was just getting this piss ripped out of her by Joanna. Yep, forgot about her completely. Yep. Good for me. They decide that they're going to break in to Joanna's office because she has something in there that they want to see. I think it's like a bonus checks or okay. Christmas bonuses, something like that. Okay. So some sort of reward that they might get, financial right. or otherwise. Christmas bonuses? It's October. Yeah, so I don't know. Halloween bonuses? Maybe. Oh, boy. So Rachel has a key. They open the door. Chandler's there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get a cut. Presumably it went to a commercial back then. Chandler is left alone in the room. Rachel just kind of locked him in in disgust, I guess. Well, Joa- because she's mad. She's mad. She's mad because she told him to break up with her. And then there she goes seeing him sit there almost naked, handcuffed to his bo- her boss's chair. Yep. Joanna calls the office and Chandler answers. Which is so strange. So he's sitting there reading a magazine at her desk and then the phone rings. So if I was in his position, I would assume it was a business call and would not answer. But he goes over and just answers it. They yeah. just, and he knows how to work the speakerphone function. Like, he uses that phone all the time. Elizabeth, they need to move the plot along, okay? <laughs> just, just. I just think about these things. Clearly. And so, yes, Joanne calls, and she says, oh, I'm, I'm in my boss's car. It's going to be a couple more hours. I'm really sorry. Just hang on. Mm-hmm. So he's pissed. He's pissed. He buzzes Rachel to come through. And he's like, can you please... Can you please release me? The keys are behind the door. And she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to help him. She's like, you were meant to break up with her. Right. At this point, I thought, he's it. So he's he's handcuffed to the chair, to the arm of the chair, which is on wheels. Yes. He could wheel over to the door, and he could stand up, and he could probably lift the chair with his arm. Like, he could probably get that key. Yeah, probably. But this is a sitcom, Michael. That wouldn't uh, be funny. Still. So anyway, he is trying to convince Rachel. Rachel's like, no, I don't want to help you. You were meant to break up with her. So she basically agrees to help on the conditions that he breaks up with her, never comes back to the office, and he gives her back her Walkman. To which Chandler was like, I never had your Walkman. Now, Elizabeth, you might not know this, but a Walkman was a, a personal musical device. I know what a Walkman is. Okay. Thank you. A Walkman, please. No, it's not Walkman. It's not multiple. It's Walkman. Walkman. It's a Walkman. It's like a, no, no. It's like a superhero. It's like I don't it's, know. It's a walk. It's a Walkman, but it's yeah. man. It's not men. I know. I'm not saying man. I'm saying man. But I'm I saying don't man. hear a difference in what you're saying. It's it's one word, so I'm a not Walkman. emphasizing the man. It's yeah. Walkman. Right, but it's not men. I'm not saying men. <laughs> so anyway. She agrees, she unlocks him, and he's like, hooray, and he's getting ready to go, but Rachel immediately regrets it. She's like, well, when you, she comes back and sees that you're gone, she's going to blame me, and I'm going to get fired. And Chandler's like, nah, I'll make up something, it'll be cool. But she's basically like, no, 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 you need to, you need to get locked back up again. And they kind of tussle, and in a panic, she locks him to a filing cabinet over by the door. Right, so he's standing at this point. I don't know why he couldn't just use the excuse, I got out of them. Like, I went over there. I wheeled over and I, I lifted up the... and I got out yeah. of there, yeah. But... Or, like, I yelled and a janitor came and let me out. Or, yeah. like, y- you could get away with it. Anyway, you could figure something out. Elsewhere, the salesman is trying to sweet-talk Joey. 
with a lot of slick talk about books, showing him off the encyclopedias, asking him if he knows anything about where the Pope lives in the Vatican. It's kind of funny, though, because he asks him, have you ever been with your friends and you just have no idea what they're talking about? And then you, you see him kind of dream off and think about all these times when they say something about a Nobel Prize winner or, you know, this this very intense thing that happened in history. And you just seem like kind of smile and laugh. Or, yeah. And uh, I really relate to that. You relate to it? Yes. There are a lot of times both Socially and professionally, I have no idea what anyone's saying, but really? I just do the nod thing. I do the Joey. You're an intelligent person with your finger on the pulse of, of popular culture. What what could you be getting <laughs> left behind with? Just, just lots of things. I just, I just do the nod and a lot. I'd say, at least three times every day. Wow. Yeah. All right. Does that make me a Joey? I guess it does. Does that not happen to you? Not really. Really? I don't think I would pretend... Like, if someone was talking about something I wouldn't, I didn't understand, I would probably just be like, oh, what's this? What's well, this it's now? usually in the context of a larger group setting. Yeah. So I wouldn't interrupt the group to ask. If it was just, like, one person talking to me, I'd be like, oh, could you explain that? Well, i just stay away from groups of large groups of people <laughs> in general as a, as a basic rule. Yeah, interesting to see friends adopt the use of flashbacks. Yeah. They don't do that very often, but very good effect, I thought. I thought that was really good. Joey's pretty funny. Joey is pretty good. Yes, mm-hmm. he is pretty good. So yeah, the salesman, he's, he senses he might be onto something here. Joey seems quite taken by these books. Phoebe goes to comfort Monica, who's hiding out in her old bedroom, which has since been changed into a gymnasium or a workout room in the Geller's house. She's just talking about, oh, she never believed in me. And Phoebe's like, well, don't give up. Just go down there and finish the job and you can change what pulling a Monica means. I love Phoebe. She's the greatest. Yeah. She's just, all her lines are amazing. They're really funny. She delivers them. She always has her little, like, uh-huh sound, which I think is great. Yeah. But even, like, earlier on, before she went up to her old room, you know, the oven went off, and she's like, oh, there are the ruined quiches. Let's go get them. Just yeah. like these little things. Yeah. She was winning me over in the earlier in the earlier seasons. I'm kind of getting a bit sick of her now. No. She's, she's the comic relief in a different way. Joey is also, but but she is in a more down-to-earth, like, They're the more I'm going to tell you characters. what it is. Yeah. But, but she does not flit around things. She just is very honest and upfront with people, and I think that's appreciated in a friend. No. I prefer someone that will bullshit me. Okay. We can hang out with Monica's mom. So anyway, her pep talk works, and Monica's like, right, I'm going to go down there, but I'm not going to serve those frozen lasagnas. I'm going to make something. Yeah. So I guess they're just never going to eat at this party then. Because now no. she's, she's wasted about half an hour sulking in her room, and now she's got to go down and start something from afresh when she could have done that before. Like, when her mum was pulling out the, the lasagna, she could have been like, well, look, you've got this, 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 and this. I'll just whip this up. No bother. But... But she was hurt. Yeah, well. You don't know what it's like, Michael. You don't know. I, I've never had a mother. You're right. I don't know. Just kidding. She's one of the few people that listens to this show. Hi, mom. Love you. <laughs> Chandler and Rachel continue to fight and bicker. Rachel's still in a position where she needs to convince Chandler to go back to where he was because if she finds him where he he currently is, she'll still know that someone was screwing around. 
So she's basically trying to bargain with him. She's like, oh, I'll clean your bathroom. I'll I'll wrap your Christmas presents. I'll make you fresh orange juice in the morning. Chandler just wants his freedom. Elsewhere, Pendulette, he's going. he's trying to close this deal. He's dangled the hook. Joey's had a wee nibble. Now he's going to try and reel him in. But unfortunately for him, the entire set of encyclopedias... And it's one book per letter. $1,200. Yep. 50 bucks a book. See, this is where he's going wrong. If it's 50 bucks a book, it should be $1,000 or 50 bucks a book, I think. Just to kind of sweeten the pot. you got to do a bit of an offer. you got to throw out a bit of an offer there. Well, wait. Math-wise, if it was $50 per letter... Per... Yeah. So 24 Way book. more than that. No. 26 books. letters in the English alphabet, Michael. Oh, yeah. 26. Yeah, but they probably combine like X and Y or something. Oh. Yeah, some of them maybe like... Yeah, you're right. But still, I feel like it'd be more than that. I'm gonna do one of those nods that Joey was talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So right. Joey's just sort of like, oh, 1200 bucks. Look at my apartment. Do you really think that I've got that money to spend? Poor thing goes through his pockets. He's like, here's a rock, a dime, yep. a bobby pin, a tissue. Yeah. And Pendulite's like, well, thanks for your time. I can see that you're a poor piece of shit that doesn't value education. How, he, he couldn't tell that from opening the apartment, seeing that there's a canoe and nothing else in there? He could have been like, well, what can you afford to pay me now? We can set up a... Payment plan? A payment plan, yeah. But no, he doesn't bother with that. Maybe he's he, just some freeloader. It's probably like a fake thing he's doing. So he goes to leave, and then Joey finds, miraculously, 50 bucks. Which yeah. he immediately hands over. He does. But he thinks it's Chandler's money, so what does it matter? Well, maybe saying is it's his fault that they have no furniture. Maybe invest it in a table. But also, this guy made some good points. And I feel like Joey was really What's his good points? About the fact that he could learn a lot and kind of be about more involved in the conversations with his friends. One specific thing, like no, not if you have all of them. You could read. Encyclopedias them. are all very well and good, but it doesn't. It's not really knowledge. It's just like trivia almost. It's like oh yeah, volcanoes. Some of them erupt, like Vesuvius. Yeah, and, but he. I don't know. I think that makes him feel important and good. To have that. And it would probably and, make him look smart having them all displayed. And know. I guess... But he's got nothing to display them on. You just put them on the floor. He's just buying expensive doorstops. You could build a table out of 26 encyclopedias, I suppose. And I guess you can't put a price on knowledge. That's right, Michael. Knowledge is power. We're back to Rachel and Chandler. They're still arguing... Rachel can't offer him anything that he wants until it comes to like, well, there's going to be rumors about you and Joanna... Sophie, Sophie knows and Monica and Phoebe are going to know and I can be very generous about how I describe the situation so basically she's going to make up a story where he's got a massive penis yep and, and he eats that up he's like nom 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 yes please yes that's two times on this podcast you've made that disgusting sound so he's like okay deal so he agrees to be chained back in basically would you do that would that be enough for you no. Or would you take all of no. the fresh orange juice in the morning, laundry done, like... No, I mean, if... I would just do it if it meant that my friend was going to get fired. But I would also just be like, just take a minute. I'll tell... This is what I'm going to tell her. It's easy. 
Or like let her chain me back in and then I go and try and get the key myself or something. I don't know. Alright, let me let me channel eighteen year old Michael. Eighteen year old Michael, would you think that that's a good plan? No. Damn fifteen year old Michael. What? Is like, that what you want all the girls to know? It just wouldn't make any difference. Ugh, it never mind. It doesn't matter. Like it's not the answer I was looking for. No, fine. It's not a good thing to have. Like I don't want people to know the size of my penis, whether it's big <laughs> or average or small. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know the size of my penis. Well, Chandler really did. I guess he did. And he took Rachel up on that. Yep. Yep. Monica makes delicious casserole. Phoebe's like, no one's even touching the lasagna, which is daft because everyone knows lasagnas are better than casseroles. Depends what kind of casserole. No, it doesn't. Judy humbles herself to Monica. She's like, your casserole was quite good. And then she's like, I'm very proud of you. I love you. You're good. Good job. And Phoebe's like, you could say she's pulled a Monica. To which Judy looks a bit puzzled and she's like, oh yeah, she doesn't know we changed the meaning. Ugh, I don't like her. I think she's a bitch. You don't have to like her, but you will damn sure respect her. No, I won't. <laughs> I think she's horrible to Monica. Okay. I feel connected to Monica at times. Back in Central Perk, the whole gang's back together, including Ross, who's been mysteriously absent. We can only assume he's off playing with his son this whole episode. Oh, it's been amazing. I can't believe I haven't brought this up before. Ross really had nothing to do with anything in this episode. He said a line at the beginning, he says a line at the end, bada boom, done. It's amazing. Pops up in the flashback as well. Yeah, but he's he's not doing much. It's so good. (laughs) And you see Chandler got something to do. Monica had something to do. Phoebe, it was all of the rest of the, like, Rachel was in it. That's cool. But, like, Ross wasn't there. And did you miss him? I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't. I didn't really. Ah, I'll be honest. (laughs) What would Maura have to say about that? She would say worst episode ever. Probably. The girls are looking at Chandler in a different way. They're like, oh, hi, Chandler. Hi. And then Joey's like, what's all this about? And Monica kind of whispers something in his ear. And Joey's just like, no, he doesn't. And (laughs) that's the end of that. And he would know. Would he? Sure. They live together. So? For many years. I've lived with people and they didn't know my penis... You, don't, you never had a run-in. You never looked down at the urinals. You never, like, what, changed in front somebody? of someone. No. Really? No. Oh. Michael, you're not the greatest person to ask all these questions to. I'm, I'm looking not. for different answers. I'm normal. I'm a normal person. I'm not a sitcom character. What is normal? Not a sitcom character. We could have a whole podcast on that. Anyway, Chandler's like, yes, I broke up with Joanna. Joey starts trying to drop his knowledge on people... He starts bringing up all these different subjects that he could talk about, beginning with the letter V. Right. He wants to talk about the Vietnam War, but everyone starts talking about the Korean War, and he's just back to square one. Poor thing. It was was a pretty good joke. I like that. Yeah, because the $50 only bought him the V encyclopedia, so... Is V a good choice? Like, I feel like V would be one of the smaller encyclopedias. Yeah. What would you... What letter would you go for if you could only buy one? Maybe an S? An S. Yeah. What about you? Think. Think I would go with the letter H. H. Yep. I always forget about that letter. Yeah. Why would you go with H? Don't know. Just. 
Tenna. Okay. Yep, that's well, what I'm going with. you get the H, I'll get the S. We'll combine forces. Cool. Shh. Shh. Get it? <laughs> Very good. And the episode ends. Rachel goes into her office in the morning. She hears Joanna. Joanna calls her in. She goes into the room. And, oh, no, Joanna's handcuffed to the chair. And, like, a bra and... Yeah, and, like, a negligee. Oh, brother. And Rachel goes to let her out. And she's like, you can tell your friend Chandler we're definitely broken up this time. Yep. And that'll do it. I liked this episode. You did? Yeah. Just because Ross isn't in it? I liked it because Ross wasn't in it. I found Phoebe delightful. I found Joey wonderful. I think it's one of Joey's best. Like, he, Joey's really growing on me, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Ever since the whole play yeah. from last season, he's grown on me. Got a bit more depth to him. Yeah, I'm still waiting on some depth from Chandler. Okay. I think we'll get some this season without giving away too much. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see that. He, he looks really good. I know we keep harping on the way he looks, but I thought this episode he looked very, very healthy. Like, he had more lines, which means he can memorize things, so that's good. (laughs) I don't know if they were, like... I don't know if he was so tragic that they had to, like, write him out of stuff and whatnot. God, I hope not. That'd be awful. Yeah, it's... he, Considering it's only, you know, maybe later that year or six months later from season three, it is night and day. He's looking a lot better. So good for him. Long may it continue. All right, that's going to wrap it up because we got to get this puppy wrapped up in a bow and sent off into the internet for people to listen to. We will continue with day four of seven podcasts in seven days tomorrow. It is the one with the ballroom dancing, Elizabeth, and the return of a character who I'm quite sure you won't remember, but you did like them quite a lot the last time we saw them, which admittedly was a while ago. Alright, okay. Okay. I'm excited. And on that little cliffhanger, we'll say thank you all very much for listening. It's been the Friends Till the End podcast with Michael and Elizabeth. You can follow us on Twitter, at FriendsPod. Our website is friendstillthend.podomatic.net And if you like the show, want to support us, please tell a friend and spread that good word to all your good brothers and sisters out there. Alright, Elizabeth, See you later. Bye-bye. See you later, Michael. All in one take. Perfect. Woo!